escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Join news today. My name is Mamiesi Nyameche Thompson. Ghana scored 43 of a clean score of 100 and ranked 70th out of 180 countries and territories included in the 2023 Corruption Perception Index by Transparency International. We have details. Also, outgoing Chief of Defence Staff charges allied security agencies to cooperate with his successor for more from a guard of honour and reception held for him at the police headquarters, an initiative he applauds the security services for. Also, a frustrated teenage mother walked to the offices of Love and Inshirafim in Kumasi with a mission to give away her five-month-old baby. We have details and more, including business, sports, world news, and showbiz in the Zaz. Stay tuned. Welcome back in our first story. If we suppress the truth and fail to prioritize integrity, we dim the beacon of justice. These are the sentiments expressed by the special prosecutor, Kiseja Benjo, in a roundtable discussion, the 2023 Corruption Perceptions Index. Mr. Jabin lamented the findings of the index, characterizing the country's score as deeply disappointing. For the second consecutive time, Ghana maintained a score of 43 out of 100 in the Corruption Perception Index. The special prosecutor expressed concern, stating that these results underscore the country's stagnation in its battle against corruption. Yet again, we have scored 43 out of a possible 100 on the Corruption Perceptions Index. The results are disappointing. Yes, we did not slip. One will muse. Fair enough. But we did not progress either. We did not cross the threshold of an average mark. And that is our reality. The conversation is becoming sterile. The fight against corruption is proving to be an unruly bride indeed, I said yesterday at the CDD event. The fight against corruption is not lending herself to agreeable domestication and cohabitation. And we are not recording much success. Our progress is hampered. And we are unable to move the needle appreciable to improve our scorecard. Justice, fundamental to any thriving society, cannot flourish in the context of corruption. The skills of justice should remain untainted if the fight against corruption is to attain any notable result. Corruption itself is curtailed through justice. And the absence of justice begets corruption. It is much like light and darkness. The brighter justice shines, the less corruption prevails. And two factors assure this. 
One, the defense of truth. And two, upholding integrity. That is our only sure bet. If we stifle truth and we place no premium on integrity, we dim the light of justice and we darken the scourge of corruption. That is to say, the absence of truth and integrity are the bedrocks of corruption. Our collective behavior shows that we do not reward integrity and truth is always the first casualty in the reckoning. And the scorecard reflects our lack of faith in corruption fighting and justice delivery institutions. Citizens view anti-corruption law enforcement institutions as largely hemmed in by political marginalization and thus part of the problem. This is because citizens perceive a high incidence of impunity among the elite and that corruption investigations would invariably amount to nothing and yield no consequences. Well, Executive Director of the Ghana Integrity Initiative, Mary Ada, also expressed the same sentiments, saying Ghana's score is not good. Madam Chief of Staff, the CPI for 2023 scored Ghana 43 out of a clean score of 100 and ranked 70th out of 180 countries and territories included in this year's index. In fact, the score has remained same since 2020. This, I must say, is worrying because an analysis of the data spanning four years for six African countries that have stagnated revealed that 67% of them, that's four out of six, dropped in subsequent years after stagnating for such a long time. Madam Chief of Staff, distinguished ladies and gentlemen, the team for this year's CPI launch is Corruption and Justice. According to Francois Vellarin, as the board chair of Transparency International, corruption will continue to thrive until justice systems can punish wrongdoing and keep governments in check. These words resonate with the core of our gathering today. As we delve into the Corruption Perception Index, it is imperative to acknowledge the profound impact of corruption on society. Permit me to also quote one of our famous African scholars, Professor Plo Lumumba, who said in 2015, and I quote, Corruption is something that even the corrupt acknowledge that it is a bad thing. But the irony of the tragedy of corruption is that those who engage in corruption love it, and those who do not engage in it accommodate it. Well, outgoing Chief of Defence Staff Vice Admiral Seth Amoma has employed the various security agencies to give maximum support to his his successor, speaking at the Guard of Honor and, and Reception in his honor, as he retires, the outgoing CDS also applauded the Inspector General of Police, George Kofodampari, for organizing the maiden Guard of Honor and Reception for him. He was full of praise for his sterling leadership in the police force. In 
the sequence of appreciation. I want to thank the IGP especially for organizing this ceremony and as I said, one of its kind in the history of the security services. It hasn't happened before. And I thank all the heads of the security agencies and everybody who is here for gracing this wonderful occasion. I want to observe that I have enjoyed every aspect of my long career which spans over 42 years. And so as I end my service, I will implore all of you to extend the same cooperation to my successor, Major General Thomas Opon Pepra, who is taking over from me. I have every confidence in his astute transformational leadership ability and I trust that he will take the level of cooperation from where I'm living and even grow it to a higher level. IGP Dr. George Okufo-Damper thanked Vice Admiral Seth Amoma for his service and for taking care of him as a son as well. For decades of his service to our dear nation, will be retiring honorably and deservedly in a few days from now. My colleagues, who are my elder brothers, and I decided to put this surprise together for him in memory and in recognition of his excellent service to us and also to our colleagues in terms of our junior ranks. But because my other colleagues, who are of course my other brothers, will be speaking, I would like to limit my comments to the police service and also to my person. And on the note of the police service, my colleagues at the leadership level and all the ranks and fire at all the commands across the country want to appreciate you, Bibro, for a wonderful service and a wonderful collaboration that have existed between us as two, our two institutions, which has made Ghana to continue to be at peace with itself. I also know that same collaboration was extended to the other security agencies and once they come around they will speak to that fact but all our ways are articulated in a citation that will be re read in the course of the program so on the official level and at the institutional level i want to end it here but on the personal level and i pray that i don't become emotional you took me as a kid brother and you have nurtured and guided me and you have made me feel whole 
and I cannot hide it and say that only to you in private. But I want everybody to know that you are a true gentleman, you are a true friend, and a true elder brother. That Now to Parliament, a livid member of the Public Accounts Committee expressing his disappointment at the absence of the Health Minister, Kweku Ajumamenu, and two of his deputies at the committee sitting today. Drama unfolded when the Director of Policy Planning, Monitoring and Evaluation told the committee she is sitting in for the Chief Director and the Ministers who are yet to return from their constituencies after the NPP's voting exercise. We'll get to hear how the matter was subsequently resolved, but first, listen to the Director, Emma Ofori Ajiman. Unfortunately, we are unable to bring you that just yet, but let's go live to Parliament now and speak to my our correspondent, James Aveji. James, the committee wasn't happy with this information. How did they react? Yes, Mamiese, so, I mean, when the deputy director in charge of uh, policy planning, monitoring, and evaluation introduced herself to the committee, she indicated that she would be standing on behalf of the chief director of the Ministry of Health, as well as uh, the minister, Kukwajima Menu, as well as uh, her two deputies, his two deputies. Uh, his, her explanation was that the minister is yet to return uh, from the constituency after Saturday's uh, primaries, NPP uh, parliamentary primaries, and that includes the two uh, deputy ministers who also contested in their various constituencies. Uh, now, member of parliament for Bole Bamboy, uh, Honorable Suleimana, uh, uh, on the instance, uh, on the spot, retorted to the explanation. He uh, asked permission from the chairman and expressed his disappointment and anger at that information. According to him, uh, there are members on the committee, sitting on the committee today, who have also contested in the election that came off on Saturday. And so he did not understand why uh, the minister, the two deputies, as well as the chief director of the ministry should be absent at the sitting. He requested that their presence, they come to the committee before the committee hears them. Uh, uh, and so uh, he wasn't too happy at another incident unfolded where uh, the Burns and Plastic Surgeon Department of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital was called to come to the committee, but no leadership of the uh, department uh, was nowhere to be found. And so uh, the health ministry, the director of the Ghana Health Service, had to step in for them as well. But really, how was this issue resolved? Was there anything said to that effect, um, especially with the um, health minister and his two deputies? Well, the committee chair, uh, Honorable James Kuluchi had to step in. Uh, on a lighter note, he uh, made fun of the fact that the two de deputy ministers have lost their respective elections. And so maybe they are grieving 
from that and unable to appear uh, to the committee. And so uh, he actually uh, gave the go-ahead that they can proceed since the uh, director uh, policy planning and uh, evaluation is around and the director general of the Ghana Health Service uh, uh, is also around. And so uh, that intervention was accepted by other members of the committee and then they proceeded with the sitting. But who else is on the committee now? What more do we know? Yeah, so the health ministry is still there. They're looking at the Auditor General's report on various uh, uh, government hospitals from teaching hospitals to regional hospitals and some district hospitals who had some infractions in their audit. Uh, key issues that have been coming up are about unserviced bonds where various hospitals gave a study leave to uh, their workers who have gone outside to study or even within the country who have migrated out of the country. You remember uh, the uh, outflow of health personnel, especially nurses. Most of these nurses, according to the report, have been given either study leave or have been given some funds to go and study and return. But Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este... Comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCIUS LLC. Most of them, when they go, are not able to return. Uh, the instance of two uh, key ones uh, from the Pantine uh, General Hospital as well as uh, the Sege Hospital. Uh, the response from the ministry or the Ghana Health Service is that uh, they are liaising with Interpol as well as Ioko to retrieve some of the money. And so most of the infractions, uh, I would say, have been corrected by the ministry. Uh, auditors have also confirmed the uh, retrieval of such monies. The few ones that are yet to be uh, collected, they indicated that they are actually working with uh, uh, Interpol as well as Ioko to retrieve the money from those uh, health service personnel who have migrated out of the country but owing the institutions they work with. Thank you very much. James Avergi is our man at the Public Accounts Committee hearing. Our Director of Advocacy and Engagement at the Center for Democratic Development, CDD Ghana, Dr. Kojo Pumpene Asante is advocating a reform in the political finances system to manage issues of monetization in Ghana's body politic. This follows last weekend's NPP parliamentary primaries, which was marred by allegations of vote buying and voter inducement. Speaking in an interview with Joy News, Dr. Asante Pumpene says the situation must be of national concern as it breeds corruption and promotes illicit financial flow. The deterrent effect, you see, at the moment, is so pervasive. So, uh, at the beginning of all these contests, the parties would issue, you know, uh, statements that, well, people should not accept money, should not, should not give money, and they give it, and there's no punishment. And that's why I like the intervention of the OSP, because, you see, the, the citizens also have to understand that they have a responsibility. They all have to be law-abiding, just like the candidates are. So if you also take advantage of it, uh, delegate, you're going demanding money from people, 
you are corrupting the political process. You cannot expect that you are taking a bribe to, for you to, to exercise your franchise and expect that somehow the person that goes into government will then have clean hands and will be able to focus on the process of governance. So we also have to take responsibility. That's why I'm saying that we all have to have equal deterrence. And if one or two people are made examples of, maybe we'll take a step back. Of course, this is a short-term measure. The bigger agenda is that the whole political system has to be reformed. And we really need to look at the financing of party and campaigns as well. So these are not new things you are raising. You have been talking about them in the opportunity that you are given. Now, what is the level of impact this is having on our democracy? No, I, I, I see the, the parties as a shadow of themselves. It's, it's really about money now. And, you know, once you have parties where it is really the highest bidder, then it means that, you know, the party philosophy, uh, commitment, whatever, all gets lost. And now we've also seen the last study that we did, we've also seen the, the role of illicit financing as well from Galamse, from, you know, all these 419... Uh, activities that, you know, some people are involved in, timber, you know, illegal fishing. Now, once you begin to get that, then it's even more a dangerous process. Because what happens is that those kinds of illicit activities, they are looking for protection. So they are sponsoring politicians who will have power and who will shield them, you know, from the law. And then basically you are basically creating a criminal enterprise, a criminal, you know, state. So we have to be careful that we don't get to, uh, uh, to points where it becomes even dangerous for you to go and contest. So, Doug, if you look at our political terrain, we are more than less, a chunk of it is about socialism. We are not drifting to more than less a capitalist form of um, politics. Do you, do, are there some serious dangers associated with that? I don't even that? say it's a capitalist, because even with capitalist systems, there is safeguards, there are uh, uh, rules you know, in the U.S., for example, if you go and use, you know, uh, spend money in any, the way they, they, you go to jail. I mean, it's a very simple matter. Here, there, it seems like there's no fitters, there's no break, there's no filter. Uh, everybody just does, and they do it in the open. So people can boldly come and say, uh, I didn't get enough money from this person. That is why I think that it should elevate the seriousness of the problem both on the receiving side and the giving side, then maybe citizens will start like, oh, this matter is serious. At the moment, it's like, oh, people just can come and talk about vote buying and all of these monies without any consequences. That, I think, immediately, that is something we have to address. But as soon as possible, we all have to commit ourselves to developing that reform. You know, I have looked at different ways in which you can do it. You need a comprehensive campaign and party financing law that would deal with how you get monies into the parties but also how you spend money there you meanwhile member of parliament for aha for north constituency suleiman adamusani says he does not regret giving money to delegates to vote for him as he sees it as helping them arrive at the polling stations because um, the, the satisfaction that I derive is from the fact that uh, I was able to uh, impact on the lives of my constituents in a positive way. Uh, even though um, I, I know that uh, I could have made some uh, financial fortunes elsewhere, 
but uh, going into parliament and then getting the opportunity to serve the people in the manner that I did, I, I think is satisfying for me um, uh, 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 in a, to a large extent, yes. Well, you had to spend millions of uh, CDs just to get to parliament. How were you able to get these monies? How were you able to get your money back? Um, I, I was not really looking at how to get it back. But, uh, just like I said, um, going in, a lot of friends supported me. I, had, I was very fortunate to have that support. Uh, and for the two terms, um, though I, 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 I didn't get uh, the kind of expectations that I was expecting, I, that I was actually envisaging, I wanted to see a situation where uh, Parliament would have, would have been a platform where uh, uh, I would have been able to contribute more than what I was able to do. Your, your two terms in office, have you been able to achieve that? Uh, I've, to a large extent, at least I've, I've achieved about 50% of my expectation. But I would have loved to do more. I would have loved to have achieved more than that. Do you regret giving money to delegates just to give the opportunity to lead them? I, I don't regret, but the only uh, 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 situation that I find myself is that uh, I think, in a way, in a way, I've, um, we were all seeing it as a, uh, what do you call it, uh, giving them some TNT, facilitating their uh, way. But I've realized that it's actually something that is going to increase. We, we, we can, it's only going to increase. Even though at that time we were all looking at oh, this uh, just a token. It wasn't a big money. It was a token to give to a delegate to come and vote. But I realize that as time goes on, it's changing. And once it's changing and it's becoming a big problem, then uh, we, we, those of us who are the main actors must open up and start talking about it. And would you... Now, the Ghana Union Movement is hopeful of capturing power from the governing New Patriotic Party in December. The party garnered over 90,000 votes, representing 0.7% of total votes cast to become the third most popular party in the 2020 elections. Leader of the party, Reverend Christian Kwabna Andrew, says the party will adopt a house-to-house campaign to reach out to the majority of electorates as it strives to improve its electoral fortunes. Here's a report by Clinton Yeboah. The Ghana Union movement has until now, since 2020, become the third force in Ghana's politics. It hopes to break the NPP-NDC duopoly in the 2024 elections. Hundreds of party sympathizers gathered in Kumasi to witness the launch of a campaign that will catapult the party into electoral victory. This is the founder and presidential candidate, Reverend Christian Kwabna Andrews, popularly known as Chiabosum, as he outlined some policies to be implemented as he addressed supporters. Yeah, call house to house. Ghanaians' lives have been deteriorated uh, uh, in, in, through the era of these MPP people. Uh, though you were not up to standard, but when they came, they have messed up everything. Everything has gone to, down to the drain. Uh, things are very bad now. So we need to continue to uh, educate Ghanaians and tell them that uh, they vote for GUM. When GUM comes to power, things are going to change. When we say that we are going to uh, uh, change this parliamentarian process, uh, we need to change the constitution first. Uh, and uh, it's a referendum that we definitely will go out uh, for Ghanaians to grab those things and so that we can change uh, this very step by, by giving every region a parliamentarian. Instead of giving a constituency, a number of people that may be in parliament, 
they are just wasting their money. If you one, those in magazine, those in the, in the, in the, that, that of a fishery will give a one, those in the journalism, the police and doctors and the others. So you can get chambers for those people. So that if you are going to make any law, they will be called upon and uh, deliberate on where they are work so that we are able to stand on it and make a law for them. Because a teacher cannot go and stay at the parliament and make a law for somebody uh, at the uh, this in, uh, at the magazine. Because that the culture is going to be our barbone, whereby we are going to produce so much, so that uh, we are going to store them and uh, lease this in. You bring it out and sell to the people. And uh, we are going to use irrigation projects, uh, whereby the farming, we are not going to wait for seasonal farming, but we are going to dig uh, uh, this in whole boreholes and the others in order to water and get always, there will be maize, always there will be a granite, there will be every. Away from politics, a teenage mother walked to the offices of Love FM and Ishua FM in Kumasi with a mission to give away her five-month-old baby. Hamdiza cannot find someone willing to accept her baby. She would be forced to dump her. She told the horrified station staff that the baby's father had abandoned her and the child, leaving them without a place to stay or the means to care for her. Emmanuel Brightquaku has more. The baby, crying uncontrollably, looked sick and hungry after staying without food for almost a day. Staff of the multimedia group in Kumase had to assist to change her diapers and feed her. Hadiza, 19 years, recounts the story of a broken family that has put her on the streets of Ajoso for four years. <laughs> My uncle's wife used to worry me, so I left there. I couldn't even complete JHS, so I came to Kumasi to look for my mother. My mother's boyfriend sucked me to the streets. I was raped by a gang of men, and a man saw me and provided me with a job. I helped a woman cook food at Tech Junction. I got money from that. Her struggles to survive on her own led her to her 21-year-old boyfriend, who she claims has left her to her fate. I stayed with a guy for a while at a Jusuman and I became pregnant. He forced me to work with my pregnancy. One day, I caught him with a lady in bed and he sucked me with my baby when I complained. She claims the family of her supposed boyfriend had threatened her not to come near them. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? 
ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. His father told me to do whatever I wanted to do with the baby. She had plans to abandon the baby or get somebody to tend to her. I have nowhere to live. I don't have money for food. I want to give the baby away. Hadiza says an abode in the capital to start her popcorn business would suffice to fend for herself and her baby. Ashanti Regional Director of Social Welfare Patrick Nawal is assisting for mother and the child to access shelter and care. His department will commence an investigation into the matter. Yeni residential home for children will be Akasa. They are framed, you know, uh, safe child advocacy. Yeah, no markasa are omogeno for tempera. Into almost omogia, multimedia, hospital, medidia, no market, actually, a friend and a mammy come up. Yeah, be a year report. Nay, dear Chile, I prefer Bema Corona on an hour. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Bright Quicko. You're listening to join News today. We'll be right back with business. Across Africa, a new era has begun. Shifting our focus to a new horizon connecting us with the one purpose to create and share opportunities to grow. Today, we are making a brighter tomorrow, built by our dreams and our energy. Across our continent, across the world, we are creating a better way to a better future. A pan-African future, together. Ecobank, a better way, a better Africa. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. Well, it's further, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough?
welcome. Let's do some business news with me, Emma Davis. Flag bearer of the NDC, John Dramani Mahama, is proposing the establishment of companies to offer assistance to importers unable to clear their goods in time. In order to escape demerage at the ports, the entities established for the purpose, funded by some banks, take up the duty charged and in turn hold the goods till the importer secures the amount involved. The former president, speaking to artisans and other traders at Swami Magazine in Kumasi, believes the move will secure import-driven businesses in the country. Nane Aljima has more. Artisans and others at the Swami Industrial Enclave mobbed the NDC flag bearer who had made a stop at the area as part of the building gun at all. The industrial enclave has become relevant to the economy, hence its political relevance. At the town hall meeting, leadership of the various groupings were given opportunity to make inputs into the 2024 manifesto of the NDC. To encourage the former president to introduce measures that will reduce importation and stabilize the economy. We should not be importing food and some basic commodities. We want him to help introduce a flat rate policy to reduce the import duty. The dollar should be stabilized. The act governing the trade should also be strengthened. Dollar rate, no also obeshe amaye. Hikes in import duties and the attendant risk to businesses were paramount to the people here. Mr. Mahama assured of plans to offer some support for importers to escape demorage. We want to establish companies who will be financed by banks. They will be mandated to bear the cost of import duties and keep goods till the owner is able to raise the import duty. So that the issues of demerage will be dealt with. Meanwhile, the NDC flag bearer has assured that improving the economy will be the priority of the NDC government if successful. Also, we see factory because factory. A friend who was constructing a factory in the country was discouraged. Some people told him to focus rather on commerce. We should move from commerce to production so we can also export them for foreign exchange. For join news, Anayal Jima reporting.
Still in the Ashanti region, the Chima Kwamuma Rural Bank is working on strengthening its online banking presence to ease the difficulty in assessing deposits and loans for business and personal purposes. Chief Executive Officer of the bank, Samuel Bonsusetra, says investors and stakeholders are being engaged to enhance products and services on the bank's mobile app. The bank in 2023 made an all-time profit of 36.6 million CDs, representing a 300% increment on the previous year's figure. There is more in this report. The sector is gaining grounds as many financial institutions adopt online banking strategies in ensuring the convenience of customers in accessing services. The Achimakwaoma Rural Bank is promoting the use of its mobile application. Samuel Buntusetre is chief executive. And we plan to deepen the operation of the mobile app. We have engaged other stakeholders who have brought on added products onto the mobile app that we are currently operating. And so customers can push money from their mobile wallet into their account or they can take money out of their account into their mobile wallet and cash it out at any mobile money vendor that is close to them. We did this because we realized that mobile money vendors are very widely spread and with the mobile app, it means that customers can do banking in the convenience of their neighborhoods and sometimes even in the convenience of their rooms because you can have a mobile money vendor right beside your window. And so we have brought banking very close to our customers through the mobile app. And we'll continue to deepen this. Despite the country's challenged economy, the Atrimakwaoma Rural Bank recorded a profit of over 36 million Ghana cities. This is a 300% increase on the figure recorded in the previous year and an all-time high gain since the bank's establishment 40 years ago. That we are for business. My name is Emma Davis. For more business news, do log on to myjoyonline.com. Up next is sports. Please stay. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, Download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. The best gift you can give a loved one is good health. The Love FM Fitness Walk is the only platform which prevents this exclusive opportunity to walk with your friends, partner, granny, kids, abongo, empna, obia, ukunus, kubet, etc. to stay healthy. Banks, insurance companies, construction companies, hospitals, schools, security services, various fitness groups. Come and let's sick of the stress. Start looking for your walking kids so and let's hit the streets of Kumasi to 
de-stress, exercise, and burn some calories. You can also send us a minute video. Shijama Kakra, Yedede Kakra, as cooperating institutions, groups, or individuals declaring your readiness to partake in the walk. Stay with love, 99.5 FM, and Isha, 104.5 FM, and get more details on the walk. Or call 0245-594-4254 for inquiries. Remember, Fitness Walk is on Saturday, 3rd February, 2024, at the Kumasi City Mall, 6 a.m. Shut We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused- oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my back. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM. Love FM. Live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. That's your sports now. On Joy News today with me, Muftao Nabila Abda, the Member of Parliament for Northern Constituency. Samuel Okujotua Ablakwa has revealed that the Ministry of Youth and Sports budgeted about $8.5 million for Ghana's participation in the African Cup of Nations. According to him, the Chief Director of the Sports Ministry on January 2 wrote to the Finance Minister to release about $5 million for the first phase of Ghana's participation. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. In the tournament, there's more in this report by my colleague, Daniel Cranton. The North Tongue MP, Samuel Okujetua Blackwa, claims an amount of $8.5 million was set aside for the Black Stars' participation in the continent's flagship tournament. According to him, the figure excludes the $1.5 million spent during the AFCON qualifiers. The figure, $8.5 million, is contained in an intercepted letter from the Ministry of Youth and Sports dated 2nd January 2024, posted on the parliamentarian social media accounts. The letter, addressed to the Minister of Finance, 
requesting part payment of $5 million from the Black Star's total budget of $8.5 million is signed by the Chief Director of the Ministry of Youth and Sports, Mr. William Kati, on behalf of the Sports Minister, Mustafa Yusuf. The winner of the AFCON stands to gain $7 million, $1.5 million more than Ghana's alleged budget. The Executive Council of the Ghana Football Association, they are currently in a meeting deliberating and reviewing Ghana's participation in the African Cup of Nations and looking forward to appointing the next coach of the senior national team following their decision to dissolve the technical team that was led by Chris Hilton. Let's talk African Games 2023. And on March 8, about 5,000 athletes from 54 African countries will be vying for various medals in the African Games 2023. The Lagoon Stadium is expected to be one of the venues that will be hosting most of the actions. My colleague, uh, Fenty Utahu, was at the Lagoon Sports Stadium and comes to with this report. Back in November last year, during a 100-day countdown event, Minister for Youth and Sports, Mustafa Yusuf, said all facilities would be completed and handed over by the end of December 2023. Contractors are all expected to hand over the facilities in December. And most of the contractors, especially the Games Village, the contractor is done. We are just waiting because some of the students are still here. That is why the contractor is still on site. Once the students leave, the contractor will put the finishing touches and the games. The University of Ghana has revised the academic, academic calendar for us to be able to host the game. This was a message re-echoed by chairman of the local organizing committee, Dr. Ofusua Sari, who went a step further to claim that January 2024 would be used to test the facilities. What you saw today, what does it tell you? It tells you that we have come, we've come very far and they are committed. They are working day and night working around the clock and they have assured us that uh, come end of December they're going to hand over the facilities to us. The same thing applies to concert over here and my rooms where we're standing and uh, they'll be handing over the facilities to us and we'll use January and February to, uh, to carry out uh, the, the, the test. But at the end of January, no single facility has been fully completed and none has certainly been handed over. The Legon Sports Stadium will be the center of the Africa Games. It will be the host of the track and field event, which is the biggest attraction of the 26 sporting disciplines that will take place here in Accra. But with 40 days to the start of the competition, very important aspects of the stadium infrastructure remains uncompleted. And despite contractors working day and night, there is a critical, nervous race against time to finish the project. Grounds have been prepared for the tartan tracks to be laid. And despite the tartan material arriving weeks ago, the actual laying has yet to begin inside the stadium. And that work could take weeks to finish. Groundsmen are also still busy restoring the pitch, which will host football games as well as field events. That's your sports for now. We do have more sports stories on myjoyonline.com. We appreciate your time.
Time for world news now. Israeli forces have killed three militants inside a hospital in Jenin in the occupied West Bank. CCTV footage showed members of an undercover unit disguised as medics and other civilians making their way through a corridor with rifles raised. The Israeli military said the militants were hiding in the hospital and that one was about to carry out an attack. The Palestinian Authority's Ministry of Health accused Israel of carrying out a new massacre inside hospitals. Hamas said the Israeli forces had executed three fighters, including one of its members. Another group, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, said two of those killed were its members and were brothers. It added that one of them had been receiving treatment at the hospital. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC